everyone, and welcome to this episode of Draw Near with Fred and Kara. And we're very excited to have you. And this is a new platform, so we are switching over to audio only for Draw Near, and we're pretty excited about it. This week's episode is about what, Fred? We're talking about angels. Specifically, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about guardian angels. So as you're listening to this, uh, if you're listening to the day we post it, today is the feast day of the guardian angels. Earlier this week, we had the feast of St. Michael. So it seemed appropriate that this week we would focus on angels, just have a discussion on angels. As Kara said, this is always a topic uh, when you start talking about angels and demons. People just tend to be some of its natural curiosity, and you know, and in other ways, I think it's just something we're all fascinating with, fascinated with. So, do you think there's a reason? Like, does the does the church just generally not know a whole lot about angels? Not the church itself. Like, I know our church fathers have talked about it, um, but just the the parishioners, lay people. Do we just is it something we just don't hear about a lot that it draws us? I think in some ways, I think especially in our in our current climate or culture where we well even as just people in general we tend to be drawn to things that seem supernatural or things that seem spiritual or are a bit mysterious so I, I think there's that element uh, but I also think you know we, we it's a subject we tend to take for granted a little bit I think so we don't talk about it as much uh, even when you look at church teaching uh, angels, it, it's something that's just assumed. You know, it's just always been there. So there's not um, anything, there's not a definitive teaching specifically on angels. It's just throughout all of the church's teaching. And that's, be- again, drawing from scripture, uh, the church fathers, our, our tradition, uh, the teachings of the magisterium, and, and even the great saints and doctors of the church, especially like St. Thomas Aquinas, and even the experience of exorcist. You know, on one hand, there's this dynamic where we know as much about angels as our pets know about us. And on the <laughs> other hand, we actually do know quite a bit about them through uh, all, the, all the sources that I just mentioned a moment ago. Awesome. Well, before we dive into really, um, you know, what angels are uh, and all of that, I think it's kind of important to touch on maybe some of the misunderstandings out there or the misconceptions out there about angels, about um, the invisible world. Because I was, I was listening to um, Father Ripperger, and he said uh, 90% of God's creation we can't see because there's so there's billions of, of angels. Um, so I think there's a lot out there that, that is, you know, uh, that we misunderstand about that 90% of God's creation. Right, yeah. So, so can we touch on, like, what are some of those misconceptions? Absolutely. And just as a shout-out to Father Chad Ripperger, for those of you that might not be familiar, if you, if you ever really want to learn more about angels and spiritual warfare or things like that, he's the guy, really, you should be tuning into. He, yeah. Although he probably wouldn't, uh, you know, say he's an expert, he, he typically just says, I'm just saying what the saints said, you know, but he's as close to an expert as there is um, on the planet right now, I would say. So uh, a lot of what we're going to say is really just um, stolen from him, I'd say, you know. (laughs) And uh, he'd be fine with that because he stole it from other people too. Right, yeah. See, see, Kara and I, we work in catechesis. So when when you work in catechesis when you're a catechist you don't call it stealing you call it handing yeah. on the faith right that, so that, yes. that's the difference i was gonna um, say borrow but i like yours better yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, catechesis is beg borrowing and stealing 
Anyway, <laughs> uh, but there, there are a lot of misconceptions out there, I think. Um, and I think a lot of those misconceptions are rooted in popular culture. I think they're also rooted in certain sentimentalities and things like that. So dealing with the mis- misconceptions, particularly when we're talking about angels, it, it can be a difficult topic for people because it, it challenges um, you know, certain sentiments, certain feelings, and things like that. So we do want to be careful in how we do this. We're, all we're really trying to do is to discuss like what the church teaches. So, um, you know, one of the big things is the idea, one of the most common misconceptions is that idea of, um, you know, when we die, we become an angel, we get our mm-hmm. wings. So, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas is not too far off in the distance, praise be Jesus, uh, that the yeah. year 2020 is coming to a close soon. But anyway, um, and so we'll all be watching that, that, that movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Tara, mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever seen that, but you probably it's- get... It's added to the list that you have running for me. Yeah, so. I think we're up to like 150 movies that I, I don't get references probably, to. Probably, yeah. Um, so anyways, it's, it's this movie where it's a great man, James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, um, great actor from golden age of Hollywood. And, and many of you know the story. Um, he gets depressed. Uh, an angel comes and, and visits him, saves his life. And that angel is trying to earn his wings. Um, and he's 200 years old, as I recall. And the idea there is that, you know, when we die, we become an angel, and and then we help people and things like that. And I think a lot of us have experienced death, and we tend to refer to that that way. I remember growing up hearing that, you know, my grandmother was my angel in heaven looking down on me, you know, that sort of idea. Mm -hmm. And on one hand, I think we we don't mean that necessarily literally. Um, You know, we mean we're... we may mean we're surrounded by that great cloud of witnesses, that kind of idea, like our loved ones are looking down on, on us. But, but I, I have encountered people that, that really do think we, we do become angels, and, and there needs to be a distinction there that angels are angels and people are people, uh, and, and people remain people, angels remain angels. You know, we don't become uh, another uh, in the next life. So it is important to, I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on that particular misconception but angels are pure spirits um you know at death people we are a disembodied spirit you know Mm -hmm. we're made to be body and soul composites so so if a if a person if um, a human being if they die and if they're in heaven they're not an angel what are they fred uh, they would be that that disembodied spirit. You they know. would be. We would. We wouldn't call like you know. We have an angel in heaven. We we have a saint in heaven. Anyone right. Who right. Dies yeah. And is yeah. In heaven, see. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, you know, I um, uh, a good friend of mine when my father passed, he said, "You've gained an intercessor." Yeah. And that's absolutely true. And that's kind of that's the right way to look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as Catholics, uh, when we lose a lose a loved one, uh, we don't grieve as those without hope. Uh, right. We've gained an intercessor. They haven't become an angel uh, yeah. in a literal sense. So, but it's that doesn't mean we can't keep them involved in our life. Like you know, there there are people who I've who you know my family who I care for deeply and lived holy lives. Like I talk to them, yeah, because abs- I because I know they would intercede for me just right. like my angel watches over me. You know, yeah, absolutely. In fact, every morning on my way to work, you know, I have my list of regular saints, and then last on that list is you know my dad. You know, pray yeah. for me. Yeah. And that's okay. That's how this that's how this works. So, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the big misconce- misconceptions that um that stands out to me is just the idea that they're not real. Mm-hmm. That like the spiritual invisible 
world does not exist. Angels don't exist. And on the flip side, you know, demons don't exist. And I know, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do a whole separate section on demons, so we won't get into this too much today. But I think that's really like that's letting Satan win because evil can be done in the sneaky and like when we don't recognize it and when we don't acknowledge it. And in the same regard, like if we don't see our angels, like if we don't recognize them as being real, he also wins because we're not asking for their intercession. We're not, inter- you know, you know, we're not acknowledging them. We're not growing our relationship with them. So right. one of the biggest misconceptions I think out there is just like that's not a real thing. Right. Yeah, and I think to believe that, to, to believe that um, there's not a supernatural world around us, um, that as you said right at the beginning, um, reality is more of what we can't see than what we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all throughout Scripture, and you know, we've had this long list of examples we could cite here, uh, you see over and over and over and over again uh, the work of angels um, throughout Throughout Scripture, throughout salvation history, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, in the lives of the saints, there's just that testimony is there. And I think also when we're talking about guardian angels in particular, we've all had those experiences where it would seem like there's no way I should be alive. You know, yeah. I shouldn't have survived yes. that. I think, yes. Kara, you know, Kara, we were talking about uh, just last week, I think it was, um, you know, I, I was had all the kids in the car, my wife, and we were driving down. Um, Singing Hills, um, and right at that intersection there by Walmart, Singing Hills and Lewis. And any of you that aren't familiar, this is a very busy intersection. It's 55 miles an hour both ways. Mm-hmm. There's also a camera there that will catch you speeding, <laughs> so don't do not do that. Um, but I just wasn't paying attention, and I blew right through the red light. You know, and, mm-hmm. and then I realized it after the fact, and I just had the thought, like, how in the world did we not get hit? This is one yeah. of the busiest intersections in Sioux City. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also didn't didn't get a ticket. So that's definitely a work at a work of my guardian. Yeah. Yeah. You had some help there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, There was a, there was one time and and I know like we're going to touch on, we don't have to look for the extraordinary with our angels, but this is like one thing where it was, it was definitely somebody was watching out for me. I was driving late at night and I cannot drive at night. I fall asleep. I get really tired. You know this about me, Fred. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh, and I was like right at the turn to go to my home and I started, uh, I started falling asleep and I started veering off into the ditch and there was a brick mailbox in front of me and it literally was like someone smacked me in the face and I, and I got back on the road. And so I know, I know that was my angel. (laughs) So yeah, there are, there are definitely like, we know that they exist for many reasons, like you said, in scripture, in tradition, you can walk into a church and see architecture or stained mm-hmm. glass windows. Like we know it's part of the tradition, but we also know they exist because of the ways that they work in the world and, and how they interact with us. Yeah. yeah. Amen. 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 So we've talked about um, some of the misconceptions, and I know there are more, and maybe we'll get to those. Um, but what, what are angels? They exist. We know they exist. What are they? Well, I think um, ultimately you have to look, as I said, they're spirits. They're pure spirits. Uh, They're not corporeal beings. What do I mean by that? So they don't have a body like we do. Uh, We are spirit and body. Um, They do have, like us, they have an intellect and a will. So they're able to reason. Uh, They're in much more perfectly than than Mm. we do. They have a much greater intelligence than we do. Uh, But they don't have a physical body. 
So that, that would be that would be a good start there. But um, also, you know, if you look in Scripture, you see them fulfilling a number of roles. Uh, you see them as messengers mm-hmm. uh, of God's will. You see them as intermediaries. You see them um, carrying out many things um, throughout Scripture, bringing about God's plan of salvation, whether that's uh, God's wrath for a particular thing or you know, uh, visiting Hagar, an angel appears to Hagar, if you remember mm-hmm. that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little angel more appears. obscure than other stories. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. a little more obscure, obscure than the Annunciation, angel appears right, to Mary. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was going to get there. I was going to okay, get to right. the good stuff, Karen. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and, and, you know, wandering in the desert, you know, you see that account of the angel going before them and, and Joshua. Um, you know, but you also see them as our protectors, and this is something that, that goes back even in the Psalms, you read, For he will give his angels charge of you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash a foot, foot against a stone. Mm-hmm. So even there in the Psalms, you see uh, that they are protectors. They help, not only do they serve God and um, his plans, but they're, they also protect us. They watch over us um, and, and, you know, and so, those sorts of things. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. There's a lot more than just that. There's so <laughs> much. Well, and, and, and we mentioned Father Ripperger. I was listening to him, too, and he talked about um, that angels have three instances. If you remember this, I'm sure yep. you've listened yep. to the same talk. Yep. So so they were um, created, uh, just as Fred said, um, but they were created in an instant. All angels that would ever exist, which I just think is so awesome. Mm. So right. awesome. Like Because every single person has a guardian there are also guardians over specific buildings or over a specific mission or whatever or or country and god knew all of this Mm -hmm. from that moment from the very instant like he knew every single person who was ever going to be conceived and who needed a protector i just think that's so beautiful yeah yeah and that gets to the heart of who they are uh and really also what their name is yeah Uh, because their name their true name and we'll speak we'll talk about that here in a moment is is in a sense, it's who they are. It's what they were created for. It is that mission. Yeah. Uh, so, so like us, they were created free. Uh, they knew at the moment of their creation, you know, because they had that perfect knowledge. Um, as, as those spiritual beings, they had the beatific vision from the g- beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they at the moment of their creation, they knew full well what they were created for and what was their purpose and how they would serve the Lord. So just like Adam and Eve and just like we have to every day, uh, they had to make that choice between, you know, serving God or not serving God, which I think is absolutely fascinating. Like they they had perfect knowledge of who they were, what they were created for, um, you know, uh, and yet some of them still chose against God. Yeah. Well, and that goes to the second instance, too. Like it's the first instance is they were created. And they all—they were all knowing in that, like what God was revealing to them. Um, they knew who they were created by and what they were created for, is what I mean by that. And right, the second right. instance is they were given that choice: Are you going to accept the role that that you've been created for or not? And if um, if they accept the role, then they enter that third instance, which is the beatific vision, and they right. they are in heaven with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and that's kind of the difference between. So you mentioned what are the different at the beginning. We talked about what are the difference between angels and humans and that and that is one of the one of the differences so when angels were created they were created in a state of perfection um they don't grow in perfection they were created Mm -hmm. in perfection we on the other hand 
have to grow in perfection by the grace of God. And, that, and that's kind of one of the fundamental differences there. Um, so they, they, also, ahead, they also had free will, just like we do. Correct. So yep. in their state of perfection and in, and in knowing, you know, that God is good, they still could choose, and many of them did, not to follow him. Yeah. And that really speaks to God's, in a way, I think it, it speaks to God's love. Yes. Um, because it, what it gets at is so important is that our love of God be a free act that he gives us the ability to say no. And, and that's was the case for them. So uh, and, and that kind of another difference between angels and humans comes in there, too, because they had perfect knowledge. So and, and because of that, um, their no to God is eternal. Just yeah. as their their yes to God is eternal, yeah. Uh, because they had perfect knowledge. You see, in the fall of hum- humanity, our knowledge wasn't perfect, you know. And and Satan was kind of playing to that curiosity mm-hmm. uh, and that that imperfection there, by virtue of being a finite being in the garden. Uh, when he, you know, when he when he said, you know, you will be like God, you know, that kind of playing mm-hmm. on that, you mm-hmm. know. I like that you relate it to love too, because. When we say that, you know, the angels, they knew what their role was, that means that they knew who you were at the moment of creation, when you were going to exist in time, Mm. and they chose to say yes to God. They chose to say yes to that role to guard you in your time on earth. I just think that is, like, it it really speaks to the idea that you're talking about here, Fred, that, that the yes, the free yes is love. Because God created somebody over you to love you. That was their choice when they said yes. Yeah. And I think as we, we celebrate the Feast of the Guardian Angels today, I think that is, in a lot of ways, that's the big takeaway there. Yeah. That um, God loves you so much that he was not willing to risk your salvation, if that makes sense. Like, he is, yeah. like you said, he's created someone above you for you so important is God's love for you so important is is it to God that you love him in return and I think that's incredible to think about too because as you mentioned we've talked about how you know they they knew everything uh, as it relates to the purpose of their creation only God is unknowing in the true sense or completely knowing in the true sense yes Um, angels so angels knew, knew all that was you know, related to their state. Mm-hmm. Um, so they knew all about you and the purpose of their creation. So we're speaking about guardian angels in particular here. So in that sense, the very first choice your guardian angel made was to love you. Mm-hmm. And that's the only choice your guardian angel ha- ever made and has ever made. Yeah. Uh, it be- is that choice to love you. And that's because in loving you, they're actually loving God. Yes. So your guardian angel in loving you and protecting you and being by by your side every moment of your life, even when you're not aware, is them fulfilling their purpose. It's them loving God and serving God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also incredible, Kara, when you think about it. You made a passing reference this at the beginning. Uh, but not only is your angel always present with you, but your angel is always beholding the face of God before the throne at the same time. Yes. And I think that's, that, and that's another huge distinction between angels and people. 
because um, they can be kind of in the se- in that sense two places at the same time, mm-hmm. because where they are is a matter of as pure spirits. It's a matter of where they apply their intellect mm-hmm. and where they apply their will. So mm-hmm. this is why in sacred art uh, you always see angels depicted with wings, because mm-hmm. they can be anywhere from moment to moment. Yeah, and it, they just and have to think about that moment, right. and they're there. And, and then they're there. So yeah. they can be in both places at once. So I, in a way, I think that, that that's even more incredible when you think about it. That angel that's, you know, if, if you're listening to this in your car or whatever, that angel that's sitting next to you is also at the, before the throne of God. That's pretty yeah. incredible yeah. when you think about it. I think that's important to note too, Fred. Like a lot of the times I feel like we, we touch on certain topics and it's like this far off conceptual thing. But like think about that. If you're listening right now, you have an invisible spiritual being with you right now. Your angel is with mm-hmm. you right now. We talk about that in the car on, on our way to daycare all the time because we always mm-hmm. say a prayer in the car with my daughter and my son. And so lately we've been, we've been including our guardian angels in this. And it's so cool to see my daughter. Her name's Clara. It's so cool to see her reaction because I'm like, okay, let's pray to our angels now. And she gets so excited because I've just like reiterated to her, did you know you have someone who's with you all the time? All the time. Like she gets so excited. And then she goes, and mom and Gerard, like we all have somebody with us. I'm like, yeah, there's there's six of us in the car right now. She gets so excited. And she's like she, – she, she uses um, Fred's daughter's name. She goes, Zoe's house. And I'm like, yeah, your angel's going to come with you to Zoe's house. So she gets mm-hmm. so excited. So, so just think about that. Like we're talking about angels. You have, you have an angel with you right now. So if you want, pause this, acknowledge them, say thank you, say I love you, ask them to right. intercede yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and their whole purpose, the reason God created that guardian angel was ultimately to help you get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their, their whole purpose is to care for you uh, and, and to help you make the right choices, to help you find uh, the reason God has created you and to help strengthen you. Uh, you see this even in, in Christ's own ministry when, you know, when he's uh, out in the desert toward the end, at the end of the 40 days. It says mm-hmm. the angels came and ministered to him mm-hmm. in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, we also read about angels ministering to the Lord. And mm-hmm. so I think it's important to remember, you know, if, if Christ had angels ministering to him, how much more do we need to be mindful of our guardian uh, in our own lives? Yeah, um, absolutely, Fred. This is a perfect place to pick up next time. As you said, we're to be mindful of how our angels minister to us, but how do they what is their role in our lives and how can we grow closer to them? Um, So I think these questions and more will be covered in next episode. Thanks for listening to Draw Near.